This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. We've got Dave Toropov up next. He's been a volunteer with Chirp since 2011. Um, he goes by DJ Dead Alive. He's an activist in Chicago. He's part of the Chicago Bond Fund. With great pleasure, let's give it up for Dave Toropov. What's up, you guys? Hey. Thank you for coming. So I'm going to tell you guys a love story, um, but this is not a romantic love story, um, but this guy was like my best friend for about two years. Uh, Aaron rocked denim so hard, you guys. From the day that I met him to the last day that I saw him, he loved to wear uh, denim jackets, like with jeans, and he would totally pull it off like every single time. Uh, he was really silly and exuberant and sincere. He even had this like special uh, denim jacket that he had sewn all of these like heavy metal patches into. And uh, I could always tell how proud he was of it, how much work he had put into it, how much love was in there. Because uh, he was actually a really big metal head and that was kind of like above my head at the time. Uh, but I really respected his passion for it. Uh, in 2010, while we were both in college, Aaron and I were just like broskies for life. Uh, collecting new order bootlegs, like a lot of new order bootlegs. Uh, many, many, many trips to Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, watching wrestling pay-per-views at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> we, uh, we took a road trip together to Boston uh, and we decided we were gonna live together uh, in Boston after each of us graduated. And I think my, uh, my favorite like, memory of Aaron and I's friendship, I think, was uh, we did karaoke while we were in college together uh, at this thing called Midnight Breakfast, Midnight Breakfast. And if anybody wants to get this started in Chicago after the show, come see me because this is something that we should have. Uh, it's, it's basically this tradition at Bard College where we went where uh, at midnight we would go to the, the really sh like shady dining hall and eat French toast and pancakes and syrup, like, you know, like the really cheap kind. And uh, we would all like warble, don't stop leaving to each other. You know, it was a great community building event. So uh, Aaron and I decided to do uh, Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, which is, which is prime karaoke material. So y'all, our aesthetic was on point by accident with this, okay? So I, I had, my friend had this pair of aviators that she had brought with her, so I definitely put those on. I uh, had this like bootleg Boston Bruins uh, uh, sweatshirt, bright gold, like yellow sweatshirt. And just by accident, he was in a, a gold Bruins hat and a purple tracksuit. So we had Marky Mark, like he was living in our hearts. <laughs> Yeah, in that moment. So, so we're doing the song, and he's rapping, and I'm doing the good vibrations part, you know, the, the, the falsetto. And we're, like, tossing the mic back and forth to each other doing this, like, doing push-ups on stage and the instrumental <laughs> breaks, you know. And it was, like, the crowd was just going nuts. It was, like, that perfect balance of improvisation and collectedness that karaoke just makes it, like, 
just really sing. And we, like when when it was done, we've I, I felt we felt like we were like Queen at Live Aid or something, you know, walking out just like. And just the love between us, like, it was just, it, like, the connection was just so there. It was just, like, it, I, I was, there's video of it on YouTube, and I was writing the story. I was watching it. No, it got, and it, it got a little hard to watch, to be honest, just because it's, like, so real, like, so obvious. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. So, um, so we knew we were going to live together. But I ended up asking Aaron if he would uh, be all right with opening up our options a little bit. Uh, if moving somewhere else besides Boston was okay, and thankfully he was like 100% on board. We just wanted to live together, you know, wherever that was. And so once we got here to Chicago, Aaron and I continued where we left off in college, uh, playing video games. We played a lot of NBA Jam on uh, PlayStation 3. We, we also, he would he'd always like impersonate Papa John's uh, pizza commercials and like in casual conversation, he'd be like, you know, you know what you need right now, Dave? You need the delicious taste of Papa John's pizza. And it just made, always made me laugh. I don't know. Um, so I, just like a day in the life is, you know, we come home, we're eating pizza together, and actually the cable guy had fucked up when we got the apartment together. And so we had just like Univision and WCIU and then like all of the Super Deluxe sports channels. <laughs> and that was the only thing we had was just like that, that's flat, like that screen of the weather and then like NBA TV. There was nothing in, BT, in between. So we, so, so we would watch, we would watch basketball. We'd play NBA Jam, and he was way better at it than I was. You know, I lose like every time, but I enjoyed it because it was like something we did together. It was good bonding. And one night, uh, this is like 2011. He's on Twitter, and he comes over to me, and he's like, "Hey, apparently there's all these uh, people downtown, like gathering and protesting something. You know, the hipsters have gathered and they're complaining. Basically, was like the was the tone of of what he was saying. So." We went um, just as like a something to do, just as like a curiosity on a weeknight. Just like, hey, well, fuck it, we don't have anything else to do. Let's see what like this could be fun. Um, so when I went though, uh, it was initially funny to me, but but it but I I started something happened to me when I went there. Uh, when I was seeing people getting zip tied together and like getting arrested together, and uh, you know. Um, my idea of what community is and what power really is and uh, what love looks like, you know, it really started to change. And so I changed and I, I kept going. Um, I kept going. And I, I met this amazing community of people. I met a lot of really lost people, too, but a lot of really wonderful people, a lot of, some of whom are uh, here and a lot of whom will probably be my friends for the rest of my life. Um, but this is where things start to change between me and him. Uh, he didn't go back. He, t like, he didn't go. Uh, again, it wasn't his thing. And, uh, you know, so while I was doing this, like, pretty much every, every day, uh, he was, like, working out a lot and, like, eating tuna out of a can and just, like, going to his job and just, like, working out a ton. And we just, like, start talking uh, less and less. Uh, like, I tried to bring it up, like, tried to break the ice, but we just, like, just icy silence just, like, descended on our apartment. And it got to the point where, like, the only time that we would be talking, we, the only time we'd be communicating or, like, interacting is a better word for it, is when we'd be playing this game of NBA Jam with each other. Like, I would come home and I would get on the couch and, you know, if, if, if we were both there and we, like, wouldn't really say anything, but we'd start playing NBA Jam. And I remember there was, like, one time that I won. Uh, and he, like, threw the controller across the room. It was, like, visibly upset. Like, physically upset and, like, just 
like like it was there was it was not okay. Um, and so I could just see all this like frustration and boiling over. And I think he thought, and maybe still thinks that I had uh, abandoned uh, abandoned him uh, through all this. And I, you know I tried to break the ice during these last moment like last months of us uh, living together. And nothing I tried worked. Uh, you know, I, I would try to tell him that I loved him, and eventually he just told me to stop telling him that. Uh, and, like he didn't believe me. You know, he just didn't believe me anymore. Uh, so when our lease was up, I moved to a studio apartment in Rogers Park, and we haven't really spoken uh, since. And this was uh, this is kind of like my first taste of uh, heartbreak, really, as an adult, because I couldn't figure out how to fix this. This guy was like the most important guy in my life, and he didn't want to talk to me anymore. Uh, and I couldn't really figure out a way to mend it. Um, I tried to text him and, and tell him that you know I was going to play uh, Temptation for him by New Order. If anybody's a New Order geek, that's obviously their best song. And uh, the, the seven-inch version, let's be clear. And... Uh, <laughs> You, Nicole knows what I do. Uh, so I was like, hey, I'm going to play this on the air for you. And he never got back to me. You know, I was like, hey, if we want to meet up for coffee, he just never, he never got back to me. Um, but so here's maybe the happy ending, though. Uh, since Aaron and I have stopped talking, ironically, um, I have become a metalhead. <laughs> and so I went to a Napalm Death show like a month or two ago with my friend Dan. And so Dan and I are at the show at the Metro. And, uh, and the, the, the show hasn't started yet. And I look behind me, and behind me is the, is the denim jacket with all the patches. He's, he's, he's right behind me. Uh, and I don't say anything to him, because it's like, does he, because I look different now. You know, I got longer hair, I have glasses, I didn't have glasses before. And so I don't know if he recognized me or not. And I don't know if he's like behind me just by coincidence, if he like planned to be right behind me and see if I was going to talk to him. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Um, so we don't talk to each other, but we... Uh, you know, we observe the metal etiquette together, and we're both in the pit. And you know, we're like, you know, he shoves me, you know, to like make sure I stay in the pit. Uh, and um, we we never talked. And so as I'm uh, as I was in Dan's car on the way home, you know, we were listening to Iron Maiden. You know, I was like looking out the window at Lakeshore Drive, and uh, and I got some sort of peace of mind on this because I I thought. And I think that if the last time that I see him is us like pushing each other around at a metal show, I think I can live with that.
been listening to a chirp radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series the first time our storyteller was dave toropov and the first time four played here today by paul mccartney the first time four is steve frisbee liam davis gerald dowd and scott stevenson to hear more first time pieces check out the series website firsttime.chirpradio.org and you can find other podcasts produced by the station at chirpradio.org podcasts chirp radio Hear what's next. Thanks for listening.